With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, how about hour number two on a Tuesday? Chad and Zay with you. Yes, stop throwing things at the musician. Somebody sent us a video of this. Uh, is it BB Rex that it gets BB, hit? yo. Look, on this one, BB had to see something coming. I don't know. Maybe it, the light, she couldn't see it. Kind of like the horns versus Stanford type stuff. Man. I still, it, she got nailed. Yeah, I still haven't. Okay, here it is. Dude, this is just like, it's so. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah see, you look like you hit her right in the forehead. Okay, so we forgot to talk about this. The child. Mm. That got nailed by the line drive at the home run derby yesterday and had to get carried off. Oh, I didn't see it. Was that one of the kids? Yo. Was one of the kids shagging the balls? Oh yeah. Okay, because I saw one of them laying down at one point. One <laughs> got laid out. He got nailed by a line drive. Was yeah. it he or she? I didn't know. I think it was a he. Okay. Yeah. I saw somebody just like laid down in a you, pile. Okay. I think they gotta have tryouts. MLB, because you can't be having that. Like if you're not used to catching pop flies or catching baseballs like that. Like, we need to get guys that are in the Little League World Series. Hey, he was ready for a pop fly. I, he obviously wasn't ready for the yo, screamer. I, he looked like small, Sandlot style. Like, it was a bad look. They, and when you got to get helped off and, like, carried off, like, I, like that's not a good look, Major they, League Baseball. Do, <laughs> that's they, not a good look at all. Do they have video of him? Like, yes. Taking the sh- yes, they do. Ugh. Yeah. I haven't seen it's the video. It's making its rounds. Okay. All it's right. terrific. I have not seen that video yet. I have not seen that video yet. I wonder, I mean, you know, let's look at, let's look at it the most positive way. Maybe my man wakes up today. If he's okay, he'll have a story to tell about a black eye or whatever he's going through. Hopefully it's just a black eye. Maybe we got an orbital bone <laughs> issue or whatever. It'll be like a badge of honor. And then he'll tell the story like, man, I tried to catch this screaming line drive. Somebody made a video of Pete Alonzo. I don't know if it was him or not, but hitting it out there. The kid getting hit. And Pete Alonzo like dancing. Oh, no. (laughs) Was it Pete that hit it? Pete hit the ball? I think so. I don't know for sure. That's awful. But, yeah, you got to have the head on the swivel, man. And there's a lot of bodies out there. I'm surprised kids don't collide with one another. Because you know they're not communicating. No, like, it's not like a center fielder, right fielder coming together and communicating. I got it, I got it. It's just, it's chaos out there. They're saying it's Vlad. It's Vlad? Yeah. Okay. And it was 115.8 miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fact, that, the fact that you're laughing more when I told you the miles per hour, that's not good, Zay. That's you're, what I'm saying. You're laughing at this they, child's pain. They need amateur professionals out there. Little League World Series kids. You're trying to protect my man is what you're yes, saying. Yes, I'm trying to protect them. There ain't no gear. They're just wearing T-shirts. Like, he gets laid out. Oh, my God. Okay, like, I that's think. That's a bad look. 
I can't tell if he just – it's one of those things. Did he hold the glove up? It's almost like he held the glove up in the wrong – it didn't hold it in front of his own face? That's what I'm saying. The, he doesn't have the right fundamentals. No, he does not. So, you know, him getting carried off now, that's that's the best part. And, again, they're you know, oh, to do this – these kids will always remember that. Oh, we got to be at T-Mobile Field. Like, this is big time home run derby. Dude, I just hope he's okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's rough. Do we know if he's all right? I don't know. Dude, we're in here laughing. We hope that kid's okay. <laughs> My God. That is terrible. That is terrible. Yeah, you got to be paying attention. Oh, man. You know they probably had him sign a waiver. Hopefully, Vlad finds out about it. Hopefully, the kid's okay, and then Vlad can get him a lot of gear. <laughs> We can get him some gear, we can get him to the Toronto game, and we can put him behind a netting. That's what we need to do next. Why are you still laughing at this child? Because I'm just trying to imagine being on that field and seeing my man just laid out on the floor. Because you can't help. Balls are coming. You could right. be next. Yeah. It's not like you could help much. Or did they stop it? No. You know, they well, just they, they kept it going. Because we don't know if it was at the end of the round. Right. Exactly. I'd have to go back and look at the video. Does the video show us? Hang on. Now I'm analyzing this video way too much. Look. Uh, I can't tell. If I get up to the pearly gates and the Lord says, yo, you laughed at that one shot that got nailed in 2023, it's going to be tough, Zay. Like, I I will apologize now for that. But that is hilarious. Would you dare? I am sorry. Would you dare say back to the Lord you should have given him more fundamentals? (laughs) That's what I... <laughs> hey, you need more practice. Like Dude. you got, there has to be practice out there, right? I would like they have to be practicing while the guy, the contestants are practicing. Correct? Like uh, you're assuming there's some kind of BP yes, for the home run like derby. I, that you just yeah. can't. It can't be nobody, Chad. You can't just get Joe Schmo off the street Dude. and say, "Hey, kid, you look a little troubled." Maybe you could you could do this. This might brighten up your life. Maybe you could see yourself in the show one day by being at these events. You know how those you know heartwarming stories happen. That's true. This thing is out in Seattle. Is it possible that they maybe brought somebody from Stanford's baseball field? Oh, come on. to run the lights <laughs> for the for that Vlad at bat? <laughs> maybe no. That shouldn't be funny. Okay, that that, that shouldn't be that funny. That should not. That, You're right. That, that hits a sore wound. I am but... sorry, Texas fans, for that one. Oh, I apologize for that one. All right, so we get started. On this second hour, some great texts have come in today about not great stories of hazing in the past because of this Northwestern story firing uh, Pat Fitzgerald. We talked about that earlier. Bob Huggins thinks he gets his job back. We're guessing he does not. Um, And Big 12 Media Day is coming up tomorrow. We're doing a little extra TCU and Oklahoma State talk today before we get ready for tomorrow where Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU, some other teams, and we will be there as well. Craig and... And Jeff firing it up at 10. Craig will be back from his vacation just in time for tomorrow. And then uh, we'll have the show for you up till 3. Might get some interviews for the Ball Don't Lie guys after 3 o'clock. We'll also be doing some uh, digital stuff up there as well and checking out the breakout sessions in the afternoon. Always fun up at Big 12 Media Days. This is fun, too. Let's go through another NFL list with Zay here. Zay, this is one of my favorite things in football, those edge rushers, those badass monsters that come off the edge and try to ruin your quarterback's day, week, season, and unfortunately sometimes lives. It happens. Um, So the best edge rushers in the NFL as voted by players, coaches, and staff. I'm assuming, Zay, this was all done anonymously? Yes. Right? Yeah. 
Okay, so they compile the list, and you've got the top 10 best edge rushers according to the league itself. Yeah, and like you said, Chad, this is the second most important position in the league. I mean, you got to stop the quarterback and the edge rushers. They're the ones that do it. And, yeah, this list is pretty thick. Like, every person on this list is an absolute dude. And we're going to go down the list of all the execs, coaches, scouts, and players. Now, not everybody. I'm sure somebody sure. didn't vote, just like when we see the top 100 teams. We don't see everybody in the whole league. But to know it's actually guys, that's not the media, that, you know, is not biased. Well, some probably biased, but, right. you know, but, but it's you, different. You know that you've got – the key would be you got defensive players that can compare it. They know what the job is on other teams. But more importantly, you have offensive players that are facing these dudes. Exactly. Especially in their division. When you got guys facing them twice, you know they're getting a full, a full assessment. Yeah, so let's start at number 10. All right. Joey Bosa. Oh, okay. I Older like, brother. I like how you focused on that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. got to say the first name. I like that. And that tells us, that obviously tells us that, uh, that Nick is on the way. But Joey Bosa at number 10. He's yeah. a badass. Yeah, he is. Four-time pro bowler. He's starting to get hurt a little bit too much for my liking. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with Los Angeles, they rely on him a lot, and it seems like these last few years he hasn't played the full 17 games. But, I mean, if he can stay healthy, then he causes havoc. But, yeah, four-time pro bowler, hell of a player. At nine, mm-hmm. your boy. Avon Miller. Avon Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl 50 MVP. People forget about that. That's right. Because, again, you got all those – Stars on the team, people forget. And that. you'd assume if you didn't pay attention and weren't, you know, focused on it, you'd go Super Bowl Fifty. That's Peyton Manning's last game. You'd assume he gets the MVP, but obviously, if you watch that game, you know he wasn't. Yeah, Peyton didn't have that great a game, and he would admit his defense carried him through the game. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, that's why I expected to hear Vaughn's name. I'm wondering if we're going to hear another Aggies name, but yeah, that might be later. Unfortunately, oh, how, I, I mean, there's a little too many Aggies on here. But no, unfortunately, what? too, if they're badasses, they're badasses. Aren't very they, true. Say? Very true. Right. I admit they are badasses. Right. At number eight, okay, Matthew Judon. Oh, okay. Underrated. Yeah, on the way up. So underrated. He had all those good years at Baltimore where he was a two-time Pro Bowler there. And his last two seasons with New England under Bill Belichick, we know what he could do with edge-rushing guys over the course of his career, Lawrence Taylor. And Matt Judon's a four-time Pro Bowler these last two years with New England. Very good player. Yep, yep. And he's he already – this definitely shows you the respect he's got in the league, but I think everybody's figured it out these last couple. Oh, yeah. If you already hadn't figured it out, you know it now. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah, he's a badass. Another underrated guy at number seven, Brian Burns, edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, yeah, that's a guy I've, yeah, you know, see him here and there, obviously watching watching the Bucks take on the Panthers a couple times a year. Uh, he's a bad, I want to say Burns is a Miami guy. Uh, Florida State. Florida State. I'm sorry. I was in the right area. Yeah, okay, Florida yeah. State. Yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, he's from Fort Lauderdale, so he's from basically the Miami area. Gotcha. And the two-time Pro Bowler these last two years, 2022, 2021. Yeah, very underrated. Not too many people know about Brian Burns, but I'm glad he's getting his respect on this list. Mm-hmm. At number six, one of my favorite players, has some of the best tattoos in the NFL, hmm. Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Yep, the Vegas Raiders. Still with the Raiders, right? Still with the Raiders. Okay. 
two-time Pro Bowler. Last year, he ranked sixth on Defensive Player of the Year, and he was causing havoc in that AFC West. You got a height and weight on Max right now? He is 6'5", 255. He's so long and freaky. Yeah. That is it. Every time that dude comes off that, you know that drill they do at the Combine where they have you go around the – the the big pad, uh-huh. uh, that dude. He may he makes that kind of move look so freakish. Yeah, when Crosby comes around and, the edge, and he's intimidating. He's a mean son of a bee. He is. Like I've seen him get into it with Patrick Mahomes. Like go helmet to helmet with Patrick Mahomes, and mm-hmm. which he might be careful with that because you protect Patrick Mahomes. But still, like he ain't scared of nobody. And yeah, I, I like him a lot. I'll he, bet you guys like Mahomes and Kelsey voted for him. Probably. Because they have to deal with him twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. All right, so we're to the top five here. We're doing best is his best edge rushers in the NFL, current players, and it's voted on by current players, coaches, and staff. All right, yeah. Zay, top five. All right, a guy that helped the Eagles get over 70 sacks last year at number five, Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. And yep. It's interesting. Last year was obviously his best year. I mean, no his doubt. first year with Philadelphia – he was a pro bowler, and that's the only time he's ever been a pro bowler. But his first four years with Arizona, solid player. Then the year before, he was with Carolina. He was aight. And this season, he just broke out. Like, How about that? Bro- he was the man this year. Enough to get him up to five on this list? Right. That's serious respect right yeah, there. Yeah, now, I'm guys like Max Crosby or Joey Bosa, Von Miller, would be like, okay, let's be a little bit more consistent. Yeah, but hey, as a, as a Cowboys fan that had to deal with those Eagles a couple times, I'm nodding my head. Head. Right. As soon as you said his name, I'm like, oh yeah, that dude's yeah. a badass. But like, how much focus was on guys like Fetch, Fletcher Cox and like Graham and all that to, to free up? You know, not many guys on this list have the luxury of what the Eagles did this past season. Hargrave, he just went to San Fran, so I think they're going to take a little step back. On their front line, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, he he's a dog. Yeah, he is. That's a big time player. All right, top four. Uh, <clears throat> maybe I'm a Miles Garrett coming soon. Very soon. Yeah, top four, which I think all four of these guys are interchangeable. Okay, T.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. I wonder when TJ was going to show. I know JJ doesn't because that's a different position yeah. and he's done. Yeah, and he's done. Uh, but TJ, okay. Five time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro, 2021 Defensive Player of the Year. An absolute dude. Probably isn't as high up as he might have been in previous years because he only played 10 games last year. Okay. So right. that makes sense. That makes sense. But man, talk about a motor, all those watts. Coming from Wisconsin, they are just ridiculous. So Yeah, motor's a good word. They never stop. They don't stop. They do not stop. And I know you watch a lot of them because of your wife. Oh, I do. She loves herself some T.J. Yeah. Watt. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And by the way, another one of those dudes, he makes that uni look pretty badass. Yeah. That Steelers uni's legendary and everything. T.J. just looks like a monster when he puts yeah. it on. He couldn't be more of a Steeler, too. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, he totally. completely embraces that culture and that franchise over the years he's that type of player yep no doubt all right i got miles garrett and bosa in my head so i'm missing one guy who's number three cowboys own micah parsons oh i'm an idiot how did i forget see micah's just so he's so versatile and everything to me i don't think of him as an edge guy first right i think of micah as a badass linebacker and that's what's scary because this year he's supposed to be at the edge more than he's ever have in his career. Ooh, come on, Micah. So And they I, need this. This this needs to be true in 2023. Yeah. They don't have enough. They haven't had enough of an edge threat 
since. I mean, you get a little Demarcus Lawrence at times, and obviously when uh, what's his name when Ware was there, but they just haven't had that guy in a while. Yeah, and with Michael Parsons, he's so damn talented. If you're Dan Quinn, you want to put him everywhere. Yeah, because you just want to fill every gap possible, and he's so talented and so skilled, and his motor's so crazy, you could do that. And his IQ is. Cr- also ridiculous. Mm-hmm. At this young age, he might be a little out there, but you need those guys to be a little out there. Lawrence Taylor, flat out crazy. Red <laughs> Lewis, flat out crazy. If you want to be a very good defensive player, Brian Dawkins, you got to be bat crap insane. Mm-hmm. So Micah, he has a little bit of that, which is a big reason why I love him. And if they're going to let him focus on just rushing the quarterback and being an edge guy this year, then look out. I could see him being defensive player of the year. Man, I'm just excited that Zay might have to announce an Aggie at number one. Nope. Who's, who's number two? Did he come nope. in two? Miles Garrett came Woo! number two. Okay, Miles, all the way up at the silver medal. Yeah, man. Last year he was in fifth place for defensive player of the year, four time Pro Bowler, two time All Pro, and. Six four two seventy two. That's the that's the biggest thing. His weight, dude. Like. He for some reason the Cavaliers let him like hang out at summer league practices. Huh? Like, really? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And he was dunking the ball, Chad, <laughs> in warm-ups. And I'm just like, this is stupid. Why how can he be this bouncy and carry all this weight? Like that, it looked like Zion out there. So two-hand dunks, tomahawks. His athleticism dude. is out of this world. He is silly. There's certain guys, when you see them, they stand out even amongst all the monsters they're out there with. I got lucky enough to be field level for a couple of A&M Alabama games, 13 and 15 in Kyle Field. Two guys stood out to me that way, just men amongst boys. One was Derrick Henry because he looked like a linebacker in the running back group. Right. But the other one was Garrett. It was unbelievable watching him. You just see him in the huddle and it just stood out to you like, oh, good Lord, look at him. How do you stop that? And he'd get down in the stance. He'd put his arm in the grass and the muscles in his arm would flex up. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. Even though I'm an offensive lineman at Alabama dealing with that, that's still got to be a little intimidating. And talk about scary factor. Ask Mason Rudolph if he's scary oh, as hell. Geez, that's I, I always got to bring that up. But uh, that, I, again, yeah. you need those dudes. He ain't all there. You're playing this game. It's so physical. It's such a dangerous game. You can't be all there and be good. You don't need to go that far. But yes, true, you're true, right. I still, I still would have given him more punishment too. I still that was such a. How whole, many games he get? Like just two, maybe three. No, nah, because the rest of the season, I want to okay. say it ended up being five or six. Okay, yeah, he deserved it. It was the rest of the year. Yeah, man, he's one of the top I, players in the league. You can't. Oh, yeah, he's dude, good. That was bad. And it's Mason Rudolph. Come on now. It's it, not like it's Tom Brady. If it was Tom Brady, then you have to suspend him the whole next year. Mason Rudolph, uh, okay, it's not good, but, you know, we'll give you a pass a little bit. You're saying if he'd have swung at Peyton Manning, his career would have been over? Yeah, and he would have connected because Peyton Manning has the biggest dome in the world. (laughs) So he could have swung, you know, behind his head and would have hit Peyton Manning's big-ass dome. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we know who number one is. Yeah, number one defensive player of the year at 2022, Joey's little brother, Nick Bosa. Mm, the Bosa brothers are bookending this thing at 10 and 1. 18 and a half sacks last year, all pro, three time pro bowler, and another guy that definitely ain't all there. You hear the way he talks? 
Yeah, Nick, right, some Nick, something's off about Nick Bosa. Nick, Nick's a little crazy, and I could appreciate it. Yeah, Nick's a nut, and uh, and he's he's a badass. Yeah, one of the most dangerous guys in the league, according to the players, the staff, and the coaches. He is the best edge rusher in football. How about I, that? I know ones don't go against ones very much on your own team, but think about the Nick Bosa Trent Williams battle. Oh yeah. Like just if right. you, I, you know, they don't wear guys out in the NFL like they used to, but so they probably only face each other seriously, maybe a couple of times a year, just because somebody might die. But yeah, right. the intensity in those battles of those two getting the best out of each other, like people say, Trent Williams might be the best player in the league. Yeah, well, that left tackle. That's the other thing that's dangerous for everybody. Imagine once they all those few reps they'll do. Head up! Imagine the classroom stuff after if they're willing to help each other, which right. we would assume they are. Right, little things, yeah. right? Nick, you know, Nick saying, "Hey, I noticed you did this. What about this?" Or Trent saying, "Hey, man, you made that move there. Tuck that arm in a little bit, and you're getting around me even faster." Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Absolutely, because again, iron sharpens iron. Why wouldn't you want that? If I'm Nick Bosa, if I could beat Trent Williams, I could beat anybody in the league. If I'm Trent Williams, if I could stop Nick Bosa, I could stop anyone in the league. Yep, that's simple. Your top ten again from the top, according to the folks in the league: Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, one, two, three. Then T.J. Watt at four, Hassan Reddick five, Max Crosby, Brian Burns, Matthew Judon, Von Miller, and Joey Bosa rounding out that top ten. If you do not have proper protection for your quarterback you might want to get it figured out in training camp because those 10 monsters are coming after you being a quarterback must be brutal wonder why they pay him so much say gosh (laughs) it just sounds terrible that is incredible you don't see these guys coming and they just take you out like what i know incredible yeah and they've changed it a little bit over the years where they're trying to make it a little better it's not quite as vicious maybe but now they are bigger stronger faster than they've ever been so it kind of evens out on that stuff uh best edge rushers coming by the way nfl fans almost to the 60 day mark we are 61 days till that first nfl sunday first game is only 58 days away coming up your flex segment district 26 6a you know it well let's talk quarterbacks there plus zion updates talking food and other things on the horn chad and zay Okay, bring me a percussion section. <laughs> and some emotion. I like that. What do you got, Zay? Uh, I do not recognize it. Shaka Kass? Jungle Fever. I'm probably pronouncing that completely wrong, but hey. So not Shaka Khan. No, not Shaka Khan. The Shaka Kass? Shaka Kass. Shaka Kass. Yeah. Okay. That might, I don't know if that's right or not. Great sound. Oh, yeah, it's smooth. That's very cool. Yeah, I would always hear this in different movies and TV shows and stuff. Didn't know it was called Jungle Fever, though. Well, there you go. Means something. Shaka, Shaka, <laughs> Kass. 
and Billy Joel and the Blues Brothers have been on the show today. We hope you are having a good Tuesday. Zay's got a great piece of sound for us coming up in this segment. We're getting some great texts in. Um, real quick, I want to read this a text we got in on this whole hazing deal with Pat Fitzgerald and, and Northwestern. This might be my favorite text of the day. This says, don't forget, it's always the weaker ones that get hazed. They are weak already, and hazing is not making them stronger. It's traumatizing them. That might be the thing that always worries me the most. It's like, wait a second, you're a team, and it's supposed to be we're only as strong as our weakest link. So you're going to take one of the weak links and make him or her weaker? Yeah. That's the plan to make a better team. Right. That's what doesn't make sense to me. And all these great stories we have about kids that reach out to uh, underprivileged kids, kids that reach out to like a special Olympics athlete, kids that reach out to like the local kid who's a trainer who may be going through like a developmental issue. Those stories always get us. And every time I see one of those, I think, okay, how does that not take over in some hazing situations? How does the starting quarterback or the starting center or safety or whoever it is? not stand up to those moments and go, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. The hell are y'all doing? This stops now. This stops with our class. Y'all are insane. I've never understood it. I don't get it. I've never gotten it. Like that. somebody said that the opposite. That yeah, we had some light hazing in college, but it brought us all together. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Light but... hazing brings you together. Right. But how do you again? Where's that boundary line? Exactly. What's light and what's heavy? Everybody's different. Come on, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I even get a little uncomfortable. I'll admit, I get uncomfortable when I see football players. Usually, is who does it because they're the ones with the goalpost, like taping a dude to a goalpost. That's, oh yeah, that's weird to me. Yeah. Why? What are we doing? That bonds you together. Yeah. Humiliating this person makes you feel better as a team. All right. Now, what is some good hazing? James Vanderbeek. Varsity Blues, let's go down to Trip Club with the homies. Well, that's that's, that's a, solid. See, putting the word I appreciate putting that. the word hazing on that is just misrepresenting. That's a team building exercise. That's team building. Come on, <laughs> seeing your teacher butt ass naked, Miss Davis. Will you go to the prom with me? <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you don't love that scene, you might hate him. You might oh, hate football and America. Such a great scene. And American cinema. You hate American cinema <laughs> if you hate that scene. And they're on their way out. It's, uh, it's completely sunlight. We got a game tonight? It's the best. You know where it was filmed, right? That was a landing strip. Very good. Yes, right here in the greater Austin area. Beautiful. All right, uh, perfect segue to flex. Let's get a quick flex <laughs> segment in here and talk about uh, this badass district we all know about. And then Zay's got some sound for us. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. You know what, Zay? District 26 6A is one of those a lot of people know. 
because Westlake and Lake Travis both live there. Dripping Springs lives there. Your Bowie Bulldogs live there. Let's get it. It's a big-time district, obviously. Last year it was Westlake, then Drip, then Lake Travis, Anderson. Bowie was 7-3. and three. You got Buta Johnson, Del Valley, Austin High, and Aikens in this district. But here's what I'm watching this year. Last year, the, the, the quarterback star of that district ends up being Novasad out of Dripping Springs. He ends up at Oregon. They've got to replace him. We've talked about it. I believe the young man's name is Jack Williams that's stepping in for him. But, Zay, I'm going to look at the lakes here, too. Disappointing years for both lakes, I would argue, at that position. They wanted to be better. They weren't as good. They had injuries in some cases, and they just weren't able to, to do what they needed to do. I want to see how Paxton Land and Caden Leone act this year. What do those two guys look like? Both have had issues getting banged up, but then they'll probably tell you too, they haven't been perfect sometimes playing. Right. But I got to see a little bit of land in 7-on-7 seven seven early on in the 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, you know, stuff. He looks, he looks like he's in way more command than he was. Yeah, He's spinning it really well. I've not seen Leon um, during this time, but he's got talent around him. Nico Hamilton, Marcus Boswell, linebacker, who also I believe goes both ways. He's got big Orotokai on the offensive line that everybody's looking at. So the two lakes and quarterback, interesting to me, but also let's see. The kid trying to fill Novaside shoes at quarterback and a drip team that went into the playoffs, like that's that's tough to do. And that's the thing. You think about Paxton Land, he had to fill K Klubnik's shoes last year as a junior. So True. Yeah. you just won three straight state championships and now you gotta take over for that guy. <laughs> Like, I know Jaden Greyhouse was there last year, which that's going to be uh, some big shoes to feel at the wide receiver spot. But yep. Greyhouse off to Notre Dame? Yep. Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I expect him to do big things there at South Bend. So Paxton Land becoming a senior, that upperclassman, where you know you're the leader, you know you're the guy, nobody's here to take your spot, no no questions. Like That's why you saw that comfort on 7-on-7, seven seven. and once they put the pads on, I expect to see that comfort some more. So, yeah, who, when you're replacing guys like Kay Klubnik and now Austin Novosad at Dripping Springs, that could be very tough. Very tough. Yeah, That's something that I've never experienced. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes. If you want to check out more of that district preview of 26-6A and some of the other previews they've got for you, go to flxatx.com. Yeah, speaking of guys that make uniforms look good, when Jaden Greathouse throws on that Notre Dame hat the first time, it's going to look sharp. I bet that's going to stand out, man. All right, uh, Zay, let's get to this sound you're talking about. This is interesting and kind of a, um, as we get in the, in the flex segment here, we're always talking about high school kids trying to get to that next level and make themselves better. So what do you got here for us? Yeah, Andre Drummond, he's current NBA player, and he's kind of on his last few years in the league as a professional center, but when he came into the league out of UConn. He was a big-time McDonald's All-American five-star guy. He was a lottery pick, and he's had max contracts, and now he's kind of just fighting for you know himself to stay alive in the league. So, he was a coach at one of the top 100 high school basketball camps where you coached all these youngsters that are going to go big-time power six, and you know some go overseas, some go G League, Ron Holland, etc. Some of the top players in the nation. He was one of the coaches, and he keeps it real with them. You don't really see too many current NBA players mm-hmm. give out game like this. And if you have a 
kid, son, daughter, whatever, trying to play college basketball, football, whatever sport, trying to get a scholarship, and they might have all the talent in the world, but they're not being seen. Listen to Andre Drummond talk about why they might not be seen, because he keeps it real. Hmm. You guys are story. Yeah, I, and the, the the quality got a, was a little weird at times, but I hope that came through. That's that's you're right. That's a speech probably that kids don't get enough today at that level too. To be consistent, to be good all the time, and to be that good teammate even when you're on the bench. Yo, that's what coaches are looking for. They say, oh, this guy might have all the talent in the world, but he's an a hole. He treats his teammates like crap. He doesn't give guys hot fives when they're doing well and he's out the game. Like, coaches look at that. They need guys with great attitudes because being a college athlete is tough. Not only do you have the rigorous schedule of practice and workouts, etc., you still got to be a student. You still got to take those 12 hours and make sure you pass. And coaches don't want to have to worry about you know, the things that they don't need to worry about. They have to worry about winning games. Mm -hmm. They don't want to worry about the unnecessary stuff if you, you know, have good attitude. Like, that's elementary. So you got a guy talking about him being a max player at one point of his career in the NBA, and he said himself, yo, I was the bad teammate. I was bellyaching about stuff. I was the pouty guy, and it cost me. Now he's on that league minimum. So – some players, it doesn't resonate with them because they have somebody that they might not respect as much, like their coach might not play college basketball or their parents might not play college football, etc. When you have somebody like this that's been there and done that, that mm-hmm. could give back game to these young athletes, that's huge, man. And salute to Andre Drummond. Like I know that was probably very difficult to say and admit but he understands that he didn't make the most of his NBA career. Like, oh, I'm Andre Drummond coming out of high school was supposed to be the next big thing, yeah. like the next big, big man in the NBA, and he just never panned out to that. Doesn't mean he had a bad career. He's still in the league. If you play over a decade in the NBA, that's a great career in my opinion, but he never lived up to what he was supposed to be as a lottery pick, big-time McDonald's All-American coming out of UConn. So, yeah, I really appreciate something like that and salute to Andre Drummond yeah that's great sound that is great stuff there uh, uh, from Andre Drummond good find there from Zay uh, we do the flex segment every day at 1.30 we will get to those Zion updates Zion Williamson more discussion around him and it doesn't have to do with a former porn star 
just in case you think it's the salacious part, it's actually the basketball part of Zion that's being talked about today. We'll tell you about that. Zay's got where we at in society. Plus, coming up at 2.05, chat GPT strikes again. How about the most hated, oh Lord, the most hated college basketball players of all time, according to a chat GPT creation? You know you're thinking of one name right now. We'll get to it on the horn. Chad and Zay. More good percussion. This just sounds like somebody's hitting metal with a hammer. Kind of like that. Some nice rough percussion. What do you got, Zay? You all recognize it yet? Oh, hang on, hang on. You can see it in my eyes. Single artist? No. Group? Yes. Okay. Um. They started no. off young. This is when they became grown-ass men. Oh, is this like midway new edition? There we go. Okay. Stay on my mind. Okay. Yeah, this is when the video, they're basically just doing... They're just practicing, oh, basically. Okay. So this is when, dance moves. This is when we're the vo- our voices are lowering yeah. a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, Bobby's out the group. They're hitting the dance. See, Y'all don't know nothing about this. No, see that was not my time with New Edition. My time with New Edition was Mr. Telephone Man. Like, okay. Way back when. Yeah, when, when Bobby was sober. Young, yeah, young Bobby. Young Bobby. Young Bobby. By yeah. the way, have you seen any of that like behind the music stuff that? I think it's A and E or something did with them. I haven't seen the whole. I haven't sat down for the whole thing. I think it might just be a Bobby Brown documentary they did, and they're going through the new edition years, talking about all the girls and the hotels and the way things got set up. It was scary, yo, to think about kids that age having all of that. They were living fast, man. Thrown at them. They were living fast. My goodness. All right, new edition. Shaka Kass, Billy Joel, and the Blues Brothers all on the show today. We'll get back to that chat GPT thing at 2.05, most hated college basketball players of all time. I think we might need to start with number one there because I can't think of who would be above the guy I'm thinking of. We'll get to that, though. Um, Also, the Zion Williamson stories. We're talking TCU and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 as we get ready for media days tomorrow. Right now, though, where are we at in society? Let's see what Zay's got for us today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, I saw something come through on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Chad. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of Jonah Hill? Actor, a fan of Joe, I am okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Jonah Hill fan. I've seen what Super Bad, yeah, Knocked Up, okay, and isn't he Pineapple Express? Um, with our man, uh, with the other dude, no, is that not Jonah? No, that's Seth Rogen. You're you're right. That's Seth. I, I get them all confused. They do. Judd Apatow movies a lot. Yeah, you know, big stuff. big bearded dudes who love pot. Right. Right. Okay, so, and Jonah's now a little bit smaller dude that yeah. lo- loves pot. Yeah, he's thin, he's thin now. But yeah, bit. I like Jonah, so what's, what's he got going on? Okay, so Jonah Hill has been getting killed on social media because he's a little insecure, a little toxic in his previous relationship. Really? Because she just straight up outed him 
like his ex-girl just straight out of him because she's getting tired of people saying, why do you and Jonah break up? He's such a nice guy. She's over here like, not so fast. He uh, ain't. Oh, okay. So she's trying to let everybody know what the truth is. Exactly. Because there's text. She's she got the receipts and everything of Jonah basically making demands about old girl's life by saying, Dang. You plain and simple, this is what I need in a woman. Surf, you cannot surf with men. You cannot have boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. You can't model. You can't post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. You can't take sexual pictures and et cetera. Wow. Okay. Why, now, this always comes back to sports. Uh-huh. Always, because I try to make where we at sports related. This is a sports show. It always comes back to sports. Okay. Devin Booker reposted a picture of Jonah Hill rocking a Suns jersey and a salute emoji. Ooh. Devin Booker, Phoenix uh-huh. Suns, shooting guard, all-star shooting guard. Why this is something is because he used to be with Kendall Jenner. Okay. The Kardashian, Kendall Jenner. Right. They used to be together. Okay. So if you put the pieces together, Devin Booker saluting Jonah Hill, being toxic, could make sense to why Kendall saw Devin Booker and said, I can't do this no more because all the things that Jonah Hill believes in – Kendall Jenner is about having friends with other men, surfing, living life, you know, uh, posting pictures of herself in a swimsuit. You really are a deep level NBA fan. I mean, what do you want me to do? This is deep level basketball (laughs) fandom right here. Well well played. What do you want me to do? Look, if I was homies with Scottie Pippen, he probably wouldn't have gotten all the crap that he's gotten. I would have shown him the signs early. Like, bro, you realize who you're with, right? Get rid of her now. Just letting you know. So, I know toxic, Chad. I've been with some toxic women. Thank goodness I have my wife because she is not that. I've been with some toxic women. Yeah. I know toxic. So Jonah is a being accused of being the toxic one in a relationship. Right. Being very insecure. Because at the end of the day, if you're with a beautiful woman that has status like a Giselle, uh-huh. like a Sierra, I'm naming just other women that are beautiful that have been with athletes, Sometimes you could be you could be insecure on the other side, right? Because you know every time somebody's looking right. at her, they are looking at her. But you gotta know what you get your, getting yourself into, right? Exactly. You know, you gotta know like what you signed up for. Like you, yeah, right. You buy, don't buy a Ferrari and then get freaked out when people are looking at you. Exactly. I, I can't believe the cop pulled me over. Really? In that car? <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah. So, look. Devin Booker, I don't know if I believe in this, but it makes a lot of sense to why Bad Bunny is jumping off the top rope now on Kendall Jenner and you're not. Let me just walk through the logic here. If I look like Jonah Hill and there's a woman that looks good enough that she wants to put a swimsuit picture out and people want to see it and they'll say, "Ooh, look at her. And then eventually it'll get back to who's she with? Jonah Hill. Good for him. Why wouldn't I want that? Yeah. I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Then, obviously, Jonah Hill looks at himself as bigger than what, I guess, Jonah Hill looks like. Because he's a big-time actor. He just had a very funny movie that was on Netflix Mm -hmm. recently. I've heard that was good. Oh, yeah. Him and Lauren London, they're kind of a I need to watch that movie. Yeah, that little thing. You People. That's what it's called. You People. You People. Yeah, movie about a mixed relationship. Yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is Jonah Hill's mom. She's hilarious. Isn't Eddie? Eddie Murphy is uh, Lauren London's dad. Is her dad. Her dad. Oh, she's nice. Oh, she's gorgeous. That's a beautiful woman right there. Okay, so we we have not dealt with the biggest issue of this story. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, 
Why is he wearing that NBA jersey tucked in? <laughs> what kind of maniac wears an NBA jersey? Like, look, you can talk about toxic in text all you want. That's maniac behavior. Who wears an NBA jersey with long pants and tucks it in to the pants? Now, I am a full-grown man wearing a T-shirt to work today. I get that. I'm not a fashion plate by any stretch. But, Zay, at least the T-shirt I'm wearing right now has not been tucked into my shorts. It's a weird fit. What are we doing? It's a weird fit. Also... It's a little bootleg, too, because I've never seen a Suns jersey look like this. Like, there's no Phoenix. There's no Suns. No number? It's just the, no number. It's just the Suns logo. So I don't know who's on the back. Who's? It looks like a warm-up jersey, but it looks authentic at the same time, which jo- it's Jonah Hill. He's got money, so he shouldn't be buying yeah. anything bootleg. Yeah. I bet I, I bet I know what's on the back. That is a generic-ass-looking jersey. <laughs> I- you know what's on the back of that jersey? The gorilla. That's what's on the back of that jersey. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. Tucking it in, and it looks like he has dress pants on, too. Yes, those are exa- that, too. Is that why it is? He thought, well, if I'm going to wear dress pants, i got to tuck whatever I'm wearing into the dress pants. No, you don't. No, you don't. Don't ever tuck a jersey into anything unless you are on the court, you're playing the game, and the official tells you to tuck your jersey in. Yeah, that's a that's tough it. look. That's a tough look. And, and again, looking at him here, he should be thankful that he has a woman that's going to post those pictures of herself because she's bad. Come on, She's a dude. baddie. She is fine. Like, Is she when, attractive, by the way? Yes. Is the, the woman's attractive? Yes. Yeah, she's like a semi-professional about. surfer. Like, wow. very attractive woman. And I get it. I'd be upset, too, if everybody was always coming to me like, oh, I loved you and Jonah. He's so sweet. He's such a great actor. What'd you do? Because that's what everybody's thinking. She's not as big as Jonah Hill. They're looking at her like, what'd you do wrong? You messed this up. And she's like, nah, I ain't going to get dragged down. Here's the receipts. Jonah Hill is a very insecure, toxic individual. It's rough. It's rough. Let's see if Jonah can uh, joke his way out of that story. Yeah. And Devin Booker, man, come on. Like, what are you doing? I just love that Devin Booker tried to inject himself into that thing with the little salute emoji. (laughs) Well done, sir. Like, what? Yeah, because he's probably had his own issues with Kendall Jenner. No, that's a wild theory you got going on. I don't know if you're wrong, though. I get your logic. I get the logic you're going through there. Now we'll just see, does Kendall Jenner then fire back somehow with a comment? Kendall Jenner is crazy fine. Like, that woman, all the Kardashians, they're fine in their own way. But Kendall Jenner, oh, it's different. she's special. Yep, I agree. She is special. You saw her at that white party. Like, she was looking right. Yeah. So... You better be very secure with yourself if you want to be with her. And you know she probably likes your teammates. You know she's probably talked to them once upon a time just because her track record shows she likes NBA players, yep. especially light-skinned NBA players. Blake Griffin, Kyle Kuzma, she knows she's Ben Simmons. She has a type. So Devin Booker, if you're not able to focus <laughs> because you're on the road and you're worried about what Kendall's doing in L.A. and stuff – you need to let her go. You need to let her go. And he did that. But come on, dog. You know what you got yourself into? I'm just imagining a strange conversation on a basketball team like, hey, um, is it just me or does he only introduce Kendall to all of the darker guys on the team? <laughs> I don't I don't want to be stereotyping the guy or the girl, either one. But have you noticed that? Like, I've never been introduced to her. You've never been introduced to her. But have you noticed that? 
He's introduced all four of those guys to her. Like, no problem. It's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look one bit. And oh, hey, my God. Hey, it is what it is. Some guys just can't handle it. That is crazy. All right, uh, there you go. Where are we at in society? Let's get your 2 o'clock hour started with some chat GPT discussion. The most hated college basketball players of all time, according to the algorithm. We'll get to those Zion stories and some Big 12 talk as well. TCU and Oklahoma State both showing up tomorrow. Neither bringing a quarterback. Stay with us. It's the Horn.